The following is a fourth-hand production. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Sad Times. Um, we were off uh, last week. I know we've been a bit sporadic. Uh, we're back live tonight. I know two weeks ago we were not live. Uh, and, and moving forward, we're not always going to be live. But anyway, this is Sad Times. Uh, and for those of you who have not watched the show before, just a little explanation. Basically, uh, my name's Kevin. I bring on a guest uh, uh, each episode, and uh, we have a discussion about some times in their life that was maybe not the easiest, uh, times when they were sad, anxious, upset, things that made them upset, experiences that they had. And, and we just kind of discuss it in hopes that we – um, help people who have had similar experiences feel a little bit less alone uh, in the world. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing here. It's usually about an hour, uh, and we, we appreciate you joining. And tonight uh, is my good friend Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi. Hi. So <laughs> Haley and I uh, have known each other about eight years, mm-hmm. which is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it's too long. Yeah, too long. That's <laughs> yeah. That's about that's about seven and a half years too long to know me. So. Uh, I was born early. My mom was just, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we've known each other. We worked together uh, for, God, five, five-ish years. Yeah. Five-ish Finkel. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, are like me, are a theater kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And Studied acting. Acting in yeah. school, in college? In, indeed, I did. Yeah. Were you a theater kid in high school? Um, I came to it late. Uh, like real late, like as in I applied to many schools, uh-huh. um, and I kind of was like looking towards a forensic science track, and really? then I and then I I just kind of snuck it in like under the radar when my mom and I were touring around colleges, and she was like, you, you you keep talking about theater a lot more. So your mom was like yeah. encouraging it. Kind oh, no. of era. No, okay. No, she <laughs> no. was definitely not. Okay. Um, definitely not. She was very much uh, confused as to why I thought I could pull the wool over her eyes. Okay. Um, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it," and you know, whatever. And then she finally, um, I guess, submitted to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eventually, but I got a lot of scholarships, so I think that made it easier on her so i have to ask you this it's a bit off topic but mm-hmm. was she supportive of you in theater yeah yeah i mean eventually yeah. um i think she she wanted to see if it took um right for yep. like you know i mean which is fair for any parent of, mm-hmm. of any american child yeah um, right, where we don't take care of our artists well but also like you know nobody knows what they want to do Oh. For the first year that mm-hmm. they're in college, right? Mm-hmm. Like their major changes all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think she was kind of waiting to see if that's what happened. Um, and it didn't. And so then she eventually was like, okay. oh, and you're good. Oh, okay. and you're good. Okay, Great. yeah. That's yeah. Nice. It's, it, I, that's what my parents were always supportive about it, which I thought was pretty awesome because yeah. I had many friends in there whose parents just gave them shit all the time about yeah. it. And yeah. that's just too bad. So. They let me find my own way, and it sounds like your mom kind of let you do the same, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so where are you from? Uh, I'm from Maryland originally, but I've lived here um, for like 12 years. Yeah, me so. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you miss Maryland? No. 
Okay. <laughs> no, Great. I don't. Not no. really. I mean, I, I would say that I miss um, Baltimore more mm-hmm. than I miss like where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I grew up on the Eastern shore of Maryland um, in uh, a town called Cambridge, which when you tell people that you're from Cambridge, it's very good for them for a second. For Yeah. And then you're like, you don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's talking not Harvard, about, it's not the UK. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm talking about, like, the county in Maryland that was literally left off of the Capitol building. Why? They forgot. Oh, okay. Um, And also, it then later it, uh, garnished a national reputation as being the um, county in the USA mm-hmm. uh, that had the highest rate of crabs. And I don't mean crabs. Shellfish. Yeah, I don't mean that. That's, wait a minute. First of all, hold on. They yeah. study where the most crabs are. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your county. What count? What's the name of your county? Dorchester County. Dorchester County also sounds kind of fancy. Yeah. Dorchester. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the the deal. Yeah. In in that. Was it a pretty? Uh, is it a working class type place or? Um. Yeah. It's like Waterman. Right, so like uh, it's guys who work on the water, um, oh, okay. you know, um, like fishers. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, fishermen and um, and crabs, you know, crabbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not ironic. <laughs> Maybe the crabs think it's ironic. Well, the best thing there. is that it's like like literally the tagline for Mar- is like you know we're known for our crabs. Like that's yeah. like a Maryland. You guys just thing. went that extra mile. Oh yeah, just committed to the bit. Just really committed to it. I would be, and I think you are. I'd be pretty fucking proud of that. Yeah, it's well, it makes for a good anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. So uh, you grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, were you born in Dorchester County? Um, I was technically born right outside of it. Um, I have like the kind of like Leslie Nope story mm-hmm. of like where it's like you grew up in a place you thought you were from it the, your whole life, and then it turns out your mom went like one town over because it was better. It was a better oh. hospital. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, her version is, of course, Eagleton. Mine is Easton. So. Oh, yeah. First two letters are the same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Older brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up was kind of like in your house, was mental health something that was talked about at all? Um, no, definitely no. not. Feelings, emotions, things like that? Uh, I was always told (laughs) that I was uh, so emotional. Like my um, my mom is very uh, collected. Um, Oh, is she? Yes. Okay. My my brother and I used to um, make the joke, kind of joke, um, that we genuinely believe that like she could have a career in the CIA and we wouldn't know. Oh, like true lies. Yeah. 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 That she would have just like a second life, uh-huh. you know, where she's just like completely singularly focused towards her goal. Um, <laughs> what is her job? So she had a lot of, of different jobs because like when my, so my parents separated when mm-hmm. I was like eight, got divorced when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was like a director of parks and rec. 
Oh, there you go. The, Man, the Leslie Nope all over. Really, yeah. yeah, it's all over the place. Um, and then, so when they split up, like, my dad moved away. Um, and so my mom was just having to kind of figure it out, right? Yeah, very um, similar to my mom. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, she just started doing, like, secretarial work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she um, just kind of worked her way up. She ended up, before she actually retired... Um, she was a Maryland occupational safety and health ex- inspector. Oh. Yeah. Um, no so, shit. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And she is retired now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And she lives in Florida now. Oh, so, so she got away from the crabs. It's <laughs> good. Or did yeah. she bring some with her? I don't know. I okay. mean, they also have a lot more, I would say, weapons grade uh Crazy? Type of vermin. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> and down in down in Florida. So your mom would say like, "Oh, you're so." It was your mother who said you're so emotional. Yes. I'm assuming. Oh yes. Was it, was that because you would like get like have meltdown type of deals or just get really mad or, I mean, or like what brought her to say that? I don't. You might have to ask her. Um, okay. But like she continues to say it to this day. Oh yeah. Like we um we went on a cruise together um couple years ago we, we went down to cuba um Ooh. and we were it was like the first night of the cruise which like don't get into a fight on the first night it's you a bad know? idea it's, it's a, a rough precedent idea yeah and um she didn't care you know like uh and i was you know had a couple cocktails and yeah. uh was just like trying to talk about something like emotionally charged and was trying to clear the air about something. Like and within your family? Emotionally charged? Or no, just... like between she and I. Oh, so um, like you guys had some tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, I think it was something about like, you know, I think it was about the guy that I had dated right before this trip. Um, and and anyway, I was just trying to like clear the air. And then she started to get like really prickly. And I was like, I mean, don't do that. Like, let's, we can just have this conversation. And she was like, I just, oh, you're so much more emotional than I am. Do you think that she just, does she just not even want to acknowledge emotions? Well, I think that some of it is hard Mm -hmm. for her. Um, I mean, I think that she, she's, as I kind of alluded to, she's a bit of a self-made woman. Yes. Um, right. Like, um, but not out of like her, I would say her own desires to be that out of necessity, out of necessity. Right. Right. Um, and as like a direct result of like two, um, poor marriages. Right. Um, so I think that there's, there's that. And also she comes from like um, a much smaller mountain town in Maryland called Frostburg. There's, oh, um, yeah, we've yeah. got we've got it all for yeah. like a tiny little state. Yeah, and John um, Waters. Yeah, and John Waters. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and so yeah, she um, she uh, was born out of wedlock in the fifties, um, and like you know was kind of always the black sheep of of her town, kind of thing. Like kind of. Marked. Has she told you about that stuff? I mean, we knew it growing up, like we knew it, but like there, there were some things that have like come out in the They've last started few to trickle years. Out, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. like start to just like trickle out. Like I remember when I was, um, I think I was like, uh, 14 or 15 or something. I'm like looking in like photo albums, uh-huh. um, like old photo albums in my grandmother's house. And 
there's this picture. This like basically looks like a you know wedding portrait okay. um, of my mom and a guy who's not my dad. And yeah, and I'm like, is this? Yeah. Like to, what did she say to my to, grandmother? To your grandmother, yeah. And yeah. my grandmother's like, oh yeah, well that's so and so. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, cool. What's the relish? You know, like like what's going on here? Uh-huh. And are they cosplaying? Right. Like, <laughs> um, and you know, and it's a super like seventies photo. Oh you know? sure. Like probably. Did he have a lot of manly chest well, hair? Well, there's like, no, out? like just like a huge like mustache, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like wispy. You sure it wasn't side your, your dad in a, uh, a disguise? Uh, I am sure, but he did have a similar look years later. So she has a type. She had, I guess, a bit yeah. of a type at all the right. time. Um, all right. yeah. Or all of like American men look the same. Also true. In the 70s. Also true. Um, yeah. I think there was just like one look. And everybody very was like, shaggy. I'm just going to lean into yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> lean, lean right the fuck in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, my grandmother was kind of like, oh, you know. What have like, I done? Oh, I've made a, mis- a huge mistake. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, it was just you and your grandma at the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, Did you immediately call your brother? Yeah, I think he was in the other room. And I was like, dude, does this ever come out? To yeah. you before, and then he he I don't think handled it <laughs> that well. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just it was because my brother's four years older than me. So if I was like fourteen or thirteen at the time, he I was, was in like, high school. Yeah, but like they were not. They were bumping heads. Yeah, yeah. Exceedingly. Is he, is he very similar to her in that he's very? Or no, no he's no. much more fiery. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. And this is a bit off of, but so I grew up and my parents got divorced. My dad left when I was eight. My Mm -hmm. parents got divorced. So I lived with just my mom and my sister, right? Mm -hmm. And there was lots of this, right? Yeah. And nowadays. Between you and your mom? uh, Yes, but also between mom and Kelly and definitely between Kelly and I. Kelly's my sister, Mm -hmm. former guest of the show. Um, And, uh, Nowadays, and I wonder if this is the same with you. I imagine it is. Whenever we get a little frustrated with each other or whatever, mm-hmm. I always like to point back to like, look, look at what we have though. We've got this weird bond, and it's not weird; it's familial. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have this sense of humor because we went through all this weird shit together, right? And we went, we were really sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. We went through some really hard times. My mother, at the same time, after my dad left, kind of went back to become a secretary. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really working, and then she went back to school, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we went yeah, through same. all that crazy. Right. Yep. We went through all that stuff, and there's a weird stigma to it. Maybe mm-hmm. I was on like the free lunch program for a while, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, and so anyway, but now we have like a group text, just the three of us, and it's mm-hmm. just giving each other shit. <laughs> well, mainly them giving me shit, but you yeah. know, whatever. So do you have that same kind of bond with your, your brother and your mom? Um, well, I, I would say that like, um, my mom and I, like, we figured it out. You figured it out. Yeah, we figured Since it out. Since the cruise? Oh, before that. Before, I mean, okay. like, like. Cause you guys, you that, went to Greece together too, right? Yeah, we've we've been um, on several trips now, and I, I think that she's like really trying to continue to to tap that wanderlust um, in okay. in me, which is I, I'm fine, happy yeah. to oblige. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. I mean, when I when I mentioned that that story from the cruise, that's kind of just like that's gonna be in our relationship 
like forever, you know, like, like that kind of like, Oh, that tension or that. Well, no, I, I would say that like, um, we would like, she's always going to say that to me, even though oh, the emotional. it yeah. might not mm-hmm. actually be true. I think it's more of a deflection tactic for her yeah. than it is an actual, like an identification of something that is weak in me. Which is how I interpreted it for a while. That's what I was going to ask you. And then I was like, no. (laughs) But in the moment, would it frustrate you, make you sad? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would would make me feel exceedingly vulnerable um, because, you know, I mean, I I think she always kind of taught me to be strong Mm -hmm. and independent. Mm -hmm. And she was a great role model for those things. Mm -hmm. And I always say that, like, I think the best things about me I I got from my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, But so then when she would try to dart me and like basically call me weak, it it means more for sure. When she says that to me, than if anybody were to say that to me. And how do you, in that moment when she said that, is that when you said we can have this conversation? Yeah. Because I don't see it as like an attack right. from her anymore. Like, I don't feel that way because I mean, you know, truthfully, like I went to school for acting mm-hmm. and like got in touch with my emotions there. But then I also like started going to therapy, um, you know, like almost 10 years ago now and mm-hmm. just kind of started taking care of myself Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to like consistently mine for improvements, you know, when you were a kid, did you um, struggle with like um, what maybe, or were you aware of any sort of struggle? Were you sad? Were you anxious? Anything like that? Or did you feel like you felt pretty normal as a kid? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's hard for me to pinpoint. I, I remember like, you know, certain like memories where it's like, I kind of feel like I remember the bad stuff Mm -hmm. about my childhood Mm -hmm. more than I I remember the good stuff. There's good peppered in there, but it just doesn't like surface as readily as, as the negative stuff. Um, I think that's natural. Yeah. 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 I think it is. It's a shame that it's natural. It is. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not natural. I'm sorry. I was speaking (laughs) for all of humankind. (laughs) Uh, when I just meant natural. when I just meant that's how it works for me too. I right. think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So did you uh, growing up? You came to theater late. Mm-hmm. So did you the bad stuff that you maybe kind of remember? Did mm-hmm. you ever like um, talk to your friends about that bad stuff that was happening and like, or did you hear from friends who were saying I'm having a hard time with X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z? I mean, I think we've all had those conversations, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out if and when you had that emotional type connection. Go ahead. Uh, just uh, real quick in the comments, they say I kind of feel sad for her mom because she has a wall up. Got uh, and then they said he got her too many times, maybe and can't allow herself to be emotional. Maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that that's spot on. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. That's exactly she, it, yeah. She went through a lot of hard shit. I would imagine you, know? you would just kind of turn. Just be like, okay, I have to turn that off now because I have to raise these children. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They said easier to build a wall than continue to get hurt. Yeah. Yep. I mean, absolutely. Um, 
Because, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, air all of my mother's dirty laundry. No, 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 no. In public, right, of course but, not. But, you know, she, she did have to do that several times over. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's that's another reason why I don't get upset by this anymore. Yeah. You know, because it's like I just don't, there's just no point, you know, in, in me trying to, like, I don't know take that a certain way or like, or, or think that she's trying to control me or like, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. Like it's, it's fruitless, you know? So yeah. anyway. I, and I've, I've never, I thought, I've never thought you were quote an emotional person. Right. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have seen you in the time, in the time that I've known you, you're very aware of people and how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're a pretty empathetic person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen you more than, a handful of times, many times be there for somebody who is having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, is that something that is just feels natural to you? Um, uh, are you kind of the friend that people kind of go to with, mm-hmm. with that type of stuff? Yeah. 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 You said sure. that in a very knowing, nodding <laughs> way. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yes, I am this person, yes. uh, for, for all of my friends, mm-hmm. um, and my friendships. And, um, it's something that I, I, I have a love hate relationship with. Okay. Um, because for a lot of my like late teens, early twenties, I was just kind of taking care of other people. So I kind of like learned how to do this and I, I acquired empathy, I guess, if, if you want to look at it that way mm-hmm. again, through my relationship with my mom. Yep. Um, and when my dad left, right. And mm-hmm. I, I just kind of, moved into supporting her right and and supporting her emotionally um that's a fucking lot for an eight to ten year old yeah it was yeah yeah. and and but i just then it kind of just becomes naturalized to you right yeah um and becomes a pattern mm -hmm. and so then uh, and i would argue it's a good one because Mm -hmm. i can be there for other people i can have these types of conversations right right like um I, I would say that, like, even though we've already said, like, you know, my mom says I'm, like, an emotional person and says it in, like, kind of a negative way. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's a huge strength. And indirectly, she caused it. Right. And maybe, and, and again, <laughs> I don't want to go too far down that road, but, like, yeah. maybe she, when she says, like, you're such an emotional person, there's a part of her saying because of what happened and, mm-hmm. and everything I'm a part I'm the reason that that I see her as an emotional person right. and like there's like a reflection right in that statement I mean I can't um, neither of us have kids right uh, I just I, I I worry if I ever have kids uh, I worry about everything but if I worry if I ever have kids like I just I would just be so worried that I'm gonna fuck them up all the time right do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you're exactly right being an emotional empathetic person, especially in this world nowadays mm-hmm. um, is an extremely important thing, mm-hmm. but it's not always easy. Yeah. And, and to be the person where <clears throat> you're, you're kind of the friend that a lot of people come to, when did you really start, uh, really start dealing with some really life, like um, real life, we'll call it real life, hard situations with people in their mental health. Like how old were you um, and with your friends? Well, I mean, that's going to kind of segue us into, you know. You got it. Uh, <laughs> Try and, yep. 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 Yeah. Just kind of naturally go into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when I was um, 15, um, I had two of my friends uh, commit suicide 
within like three months of each other, I think. Um, and they did it in very different ways. Um, and one of them was my, my good friend, her brother. Um, and I mean, this is, you know, if anybody is triggered by anything like this, like this is a little bit graphic, but, um, he climbed up on a radio tower, threw himself from the radio tower. Um, can I, how old was he? He was 16. Um, she was 15. I was 15. Right. Um, and then like three months later, um, a friend of mine who had transferred to like, um, another school in the County, um, he, uh, brought a gun into his high school and killed himself in the bathroom. Um, so both of these were like very public shows of, Yeah. yeah. Um, and very young kids, um, who were just feeling completely powerless against everything. Um, and I never really got any answers on either of those. Right. Um, like as into why they did it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't like really, either of them really like leave a note or anything like that. And, you know, and, and again, it was, it was done in such a public way that it was, it was hard to kind of move past that. But like, so that was like, okay, that's like a real life thing. And, and again, like, you know, the place in Maryland I come from, it's, you know, it's, it can be a little bit more grisly um, than anybody would sure. assume. I just, I just keep thinking longshoremen, yeah. like, guys with hooks for hands. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Crabs for, groins right exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) right um so yeah so that was some pretty dark shit um sorry so you say it's really public and it obviously you talk to your friends about it but it's mm -hmm. are you saying like as the community it wasn't like people didn't talk about it yeah no 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 No. i don't i i mean i like barely talked to my friend uh whose brother this was Mm -hmm. um about it over the years even um, and they were very, I, w- I would say they were a very open family, mm-hmm. um, as well. And of course them being that close in age, they were very close. Was that her only sibling? Yeah. It was her older brother. Um, and yeah, so she didn't really talk about it that much. Um, Understandable. and, and then, you know, we kind of like moved past it and like graduated, went to college we went to the same school together, actually. Um, but then we started to kind of divert. And she went that forensic science way. <laughs> no, no. She okay. actually circled back to theater. Oh, okay. In like her senior yeah. year, but she she went a few other. It's what plays. brings us all together yeah, is theater. It really does. Yeah. Okay. Together. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Then I feel like it just started to. Um, once I became like a, you know, like a young adult mm-hmm. and graduated college, like that's when I really started to kind of reflect on this stuff. Um, and then I would, you know, I don't know. I've like had a few friends who were always kind of like threatening suicide. Um, Can you, if I may ask, mm-hmm. threatening means like something as blatant as I'm going to kill myself or yes. I might hurt myself. The la- all of the, it. All of it. The gambit. Yeah. Like, like. And do you think they were serious? There, 
there was no reason for me to think at the time that they weren't. Um, now I don't think so. Um, well, I don't think that's fair to say. Um, I think that this person is still in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm a very close, uh, friend of mine. Um, and I don't think that we were equipped to deal with what he was feeling at that time. Yep. And we have since become equipped and the shame of it is, is that we've become equipped because we had another very close friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, kill himself. Um, and that then led, I think, him to seeing how he was affected by that. Yeah. And then he's kind of... Seeing how he was affected by that and seeing, like, if I were to do this, mm-hmm. this would happen. Exactly, yeah. So mm-hmm. I and I I have been that person more than once with with close friends mm-hmm. uh, where I've talked about it. Um, I've never personally felt I was going to do it, mm-hmm. but there have been times in my life where I've been so overwhelmed yeah. with emotion and and anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I always I always say one day my brain will win. Yeah, and it's fighting its fight. Right. And I'm fighting the good fight. I go to the gym every day and mm-hmm. I take my Prozac and I do all that stuff. But one day it will win, you know. Right. And I try to tamp that talk down, yeah. especially with, you know, people who care about me. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to kill myself, but, like, there's that fear of it, of, sure. of my brain. Just It's just a monster. Right. So, and, and it makes me think of, like, people will say to me, well... It's so selfish. And then I think about that, yes, I guess that is the ultimate selfish thing. But at the same time, to suffer that much, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It makes it almost makes a sense yeah. for, for people who actually are like, I'm now going to do this. Yeah. And, and this is a very tough subject because of the fact that it's I personally alternate around it around how I feel about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, constantly, you know, uh, from, from one person to the next, you know, and I actually just had another friend a few months ago. No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, somebody that I, I lost touch with and, um, I wasn't as close to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, again, it's, it's kind of, there's unfortunate mental, health precedent in, um, in all of these cases, I would say, um, I don't know for sure. Those first two that I mentioned, yeah. I don't know for that for sure. Right. Cause I never got so, those answers. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's kind of what I mean by answers. Yeah. Um, whereas these most recent, uh, examples, um, I definitely know that both of these guys were struggling very long term with um pretty egregious mental health issues uh, uh um, depression um, yes um but also like so this most recent uh mm-hmm. friend of mine he um in his family like his his mother was a paranoid schizophrenic um and so he had the genealogy of that um and and the hereditary nature of that in his own mental health um 
Was he medicated for that? Um, I believe so, okay. but I I really don't know. Yeah, and I d- I don't know much about yeah. um, paranoid schizophrenia. So, but yeah. it sounds just like a nightmare of a. It just sounds awful. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's the most extreme, you know. I yeah. think you can really get uh-huh. um, where you know everything that you were saying about some days you're just kind of like one day my brain will win. Mm-hmm. That person's brain is five times louder than yours. You know what I mean? That's just. So it's like it's so like much Dolby, harder. Dolby surround sound. Right. It's yeah. like so much harder for that person. Um, and so if you have even any inkling towards that, any yeah. slight ver- like versioning of that, that, that does make that so much harder. Um, my other friend, uh, who you know. I did um, know him, yeah. Uh, he was definitely also suffering with um, some very hard uh, levels of depression. Um, there is a there is a term for it. I didn't know it at the time. Okay. Um, and I can't remember it now, which is a failure on my part. Um, That's okay. But he um, was also just dealing with so much weight you know, like on his spirit. And, and it was very difficult for him. I think, I mean, this was a a, a person who, you know, um, you would never have known it really. Um, Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I didn't know him as well as you did. mm -hmm. Uh, we worked together. Uh, we joked together. Uh, uh, one Christmas we worked together and our names, our last names put together was Christmas. (laughs) And, uh, and so we, we made a whole thing about it and and all this stuff. Um, I could tell maybe that he was a little, um, I could tell that he was probably anxious Mm -hmm. or so it seemed to me. Mm -hmm. But when I found out, I was very surprised. But Mm -hmm. again, I, I didn't know him that well. Were you surprised? I can't even describe to you how surprised I was. I, I mean, I think about that day more than probably any other day in my life. Um, because it was just, I mean, it made no sense. I found out like over like Gchat from like his roommate who was my previous employee. Like it was, it was all piecemeal. And then I just like, you know, like, like told my boss, um, mm-hmm. and was like, gotta go and like I still didn't know if it was true when I was like in the cab like going to his apartment um and then I like get there sorry yeah he did not kill himself in his apartment it was in a neighbor's but I didn't know that at the Uh time and neither did they weren't sharing that to anybody who was non-family um and um and yeah and so like he, uh, so he didn't do it there, um, but there was, like, kind of what seemed like a risk of it um, at the time because, um, you know, and I mean, this is, like, a lot of detail, but, like, um, he had psoriasis, um, and so there was blood on his bed, right? But it wasn't enough, but just from just him, from like, scratching yeah, the psoriasis, right, yeah. exactly. Um, but all you have in that moment is like, I've now been told that my friend killed themselves. 
there's blood in his bedroom. I don't know. Were you alone or was somebody with you? I was with his roommate. So, you, but you went up there alone in a cab. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, and then you know we're just like standing there like looking at each other, basically like being like I don't know what to do. I don't know what you're saying to me I don't know what to do, right? And then um I think the like I think the police showed up and talked to us for a bit, but like he wasn't telling us anything, and I was like, okay, well I've got to go. I'm just gonna leave. And, you know, I, I went home and, um, I also like lived above uh, a police officer at the time. Mm. And so I like, and also I'm like, you know, calling my friends and like, you know, just hysterically sobbing and, you know, um, I mean, insane level of emotionality, um, where you're just in free fall. Uh, and anyway, I asked my, uh, neighbor, um, if, he would just let me know if anything came through on like a scanner or a report or something of like a a guy this age who matched this description. Can I, can I ask a clarifying question? So how did his, so his, did his roommate know where he was? So his roommate found out, I think from his mom. um, And because the police were going to the apartment to like, Okay. You know? And the roommate was at home. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah. he was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, like, and he's upset and doesn't know how to, like, tell me these things. And I'm, like, losing my mind. And just, yeah, it was just, like, a lot. Um, and and then, yeah, I, like, I just kind of had to wait. How long did you wait? Uh, I think we found out. I think I found out the next morning. So like, I don't know, uh, 18 hours were you, or something. So during that time, you said uh, uh, you were in a free fall, just all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Did you feel, was there anger in there at him for what he'd done? Or I no? couldn't have gotten there yet. Oh, Eventually, yeah. Eventually yes. you did get there. Eventually, for sure, I got there, yeah. Um, but the the weight of the physical weight of the sadness was so much that I, I remember it so viscerally that I use it as a litmus test now to determine how sad I am. So like, let's just say that we bought you a dog and then a week later, like you got hit by a car and you're like sad. You're like, am I sad though? Cool example, Kev. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Hey, look, I live Make up to the to the name think of about the show. Dead dogs. Yeah. Well, God. I mean, um, um, so you use it. Okay. So it's like, okay, this is hard, but is it as hard yeah. as when we lost this friend? Yeah. 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 No, because so, I mean, I I literally like was laying on the couch and just like you know just feeling like you have like stones just on you, you yeah. know. And you're just being pressed into... Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Got a question from... Uh, yeah. Did you, did you realize how sad the people were? Or in hindsight, did you know? I know you said that they had, had talked about mm-hmm. maybe harming themselves. But did you think that was a thing? Or, or in hindsight, did you look at it and went, oh, the, the, the well, you, things were there? And, and, and you I said he, he had a weight on his spirit. Yeah. But that, again... I feel like only I came to realize like after this happened, like 
Truthfully, like you put two and two together, yeah, and it's too late. Yeah, because there was only like a handful of of examples um, where, when I thought about them retroactively, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He was real sad that night. Like there was one specific mm. example where like he had broken up with this guy who he dated for like a few weeks or something. It was very short. Mm -hmm. Um, and this guy broke up with him and he lived, you know, um, I mean, Bobby lived in uptown and this guy lived like in Logan square or something. Um, and so completely opposite. And, you know, he like, I remember he was telling me that he like rode the bus, got like super drunk, rode the bus. Um, it was like raining, stood outside of this guy's apartment and just like drank and just like, did he try to get his attention? No, he just was yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like, I remember him telling me that at the time and I was like, ah, but I mean, do you need a hug? Like, like, what do you need? You know? And, but that was as far as my thought about it went, you know, like I would never have thought, especially just given like he was such a giving, caring person. I mean, you remember, yeah, you know, yeah. um, he was literally like the guy who like, he had this thing, which I don't know if you ever were familiar with it, but he would always like say like, it's Haley day. Oh yeah. Where it's like, you have to make all the decisions. So I that you're, them, yeah. so that you're like 100% selfish and yeah. that you're getting all that you want and all you need, uh -huh. you know? Um, and he did that with everybody. It was something that like, um, I remember somebody said at his funeral, um, they like mentioned that and that was, um, that was really good to, to hear, you know, that like, um, but you know, but then it also made it all that more confusing, you know, at the time, um, but yeah, since and because this was a few years ago, right? Um, so I've since processed it over and over and over again. I continue to do so all the time. Um, but is this something you've talked about in therapy as well? A bit, yeah. Um, I don't talk about it as much as you might think. Mm -hmm. um, actually, uh, I write about it. Um, I, I started working on, um, a play, uh, a, about this specifically him. Um, but I'm actually thinking of, of changing my, my tack. Okay. Um, because I, I thought about the fact that it's, it's actually been so many people. Um, that did, did you, did that kind of that thinking come about with your friend you just lost a couple months ago? Yeah. It was mm -hmm. kind of like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I say a couple months, it was like a month. Like, yeah, it was very and close. You said, um, he, was he, uh, medicated for paranoid schizophrenia? I, I really don't know. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause he moved to, he moved to Denver like, um, year and a half, two years ago or okay. something. And we'd kind of lost, lost touch anyway. Before Do that. you know if, the, our mutual friend was he medicated? Do you know? Yeah, he was okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I don't remember what. Which, by the way, I I I'm not joking. I feel I have to say, medication is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a helpful thing. And uh, I have a very close friend of mine who um, just went on medication for the first time in his life, and uh, today was his first day, and I'm very excited for him. And there should be no shame at all in. Um, 
uh, going that route. Yeah. I, I just want to say that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so when you lost um, your close friend, uh, our uh, coworker and your mm-hmm. close friend, did you feel like you could have st- like, did you have that phase where you're like, well, what, what, what could I have done? That type of thing. <sighs> I'm sure I did. Um, but I think I moved out of that pretty quick. Good. Um, I was mad at him for a very long time, a very long time. Yeah. Um, because it, it really did not make any sense at all to me. Um, and it's, it's taken a lot of me like trying to process through it and trying to see it from his side that like has really been the most helpful um, so it's that same of, empathy we were talking about before mm-hmm, and yeah. just allowing yourself again to feel, I think it's important to feel that anger. Uh, yeah. I, I try to stop myself from feeling that anger mm-hmm. in, in like these grieving situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I was younger, I would just get so mad about everything. And everybody's like, Kevin, you have to calm down, calm down. You're right. making so much trouble. So now I'm like, Oh, anger bad. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right. in this, it, I really believe it's healthy. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I agree. I think that honestly, I think that the whole scope of it, the whole kaleidoscope of, of the emotions that you feel when you're grieving, you have to give credence to each of them. And that's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Because some of them pass quickly. Yeah. Right. And then some of them you are just like locked in for and you want, a and, long time. And on the ones that you're locked in, are those the ones that you want to um, just go the fuck away? Mm hmm. And they won't leave. And yeah. so there's that, that strange relationship with that feeling. Because you're not resolving it. You're what not you actually, like, you're not you're not resolving the feeling, or at least if it's going to stick around, if you're going to continue to feel that way, you haven't done something or, like, the block hasn't been lifted. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like, where you can then move to the next one, right? The five stages of grief uh-huh. type of deal. Yeah. That's an interesting, I mean, that makes perfect sense. That's an interesting way to put it. And I think that... Maybe we think in these situations, oh, well, no, I'm past that. But mm-hmm. you're not until yeah. you're stuck on this one note. Yeah. And until you allow yourself to see exactly what's happening for, about what you've lost, mm-hmm. you'll you'll deceive yourself till the end. Yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I have had uh, two friends of mine from high school have... Uh, taking their own lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one of them was a very close friend of mine when I was a real little guy, and I remember specifically being at a pool party with him uh, at the town pool for somebody's birthday. And that was the first time I talked about suicide with anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the few people I ever talked to about it. Hmm. And um, we didn't talk long about it, but we just. I don't remember. I remember we talked about a knife and slitting wrists, and, mm. and um, anyway, I fell out of touch with him. Yeah. Uh, and get this—he was a lawyer and a CPA. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, but uh, I was in India and uh, for work. Yeah. And um, I got a Facebook message from somebody I went to high school with. I'm yeah. like can't be good you know? right right uh yeah and she let me know and it was just like oh, he shot himself and 
it was just I I I didn't know what to, how to deal with it. I still don't know how to deal with it. I mean, and again, I had fallen out of touch with him. I don't even think I've dealt with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, that person who sent me that message killed herself. Oh, my God. That was a, a year and a half ago. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm I, sorry. That's okay. And I, I don't much like, I have a bit of an insight into what was going on with him, with her, yeah. much like what you were talking about with, when you were 15, I, I don't know what right. was happening. Right. And just, I try to, and, and I think of people, <clears throat> famous people, we all know of famous mm-hmm. people who have killed themselves, and somebody that I admire greatly uh, is David Foster Wallace, a writer, mm-hmm. and he killed himself, and he wrote about mental health a lot in his writing, and he talks a lot, and, and I just think his dad said something after he'd killed himself. That was something like um, he just couldn't do it anymore. Right. And I, I, I try to accept that that people mm-hmm. are just like can't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean it's it's not funny, haha, that you say this, but it's it's funny that you say it because um, there this is a very odd thing. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I think I've had to like process this and I over process it, and I, I keep trying to like. You know, because it just happens so much. Just like it just have to keep processing this specific type of, of incident and grief, right? Um, and so when I was telling you that I, I was starting to write this play about, um, about Bobby, and uh, I had a dream one night where um, it was one of those very, you know, visceral, realistic type of dreams where I was like laying in, in bed in my current apartment, which of course he never saw or was in. Right. Um, and I was laying there and, uh, and I just looked up and he's, he walks in and he sits down next to me and I just, you know, said, I don't know why you did it. I still don't know why you did it. And he went, I was just suffering. It was too much. And that was in my brain. (laughs) that I thought that. So it's like, it's true. It's like that, that is the thing. I mean, I think about like Robin Williams, for example, like we think about like these like visibility things that we get now, unfortunately. Right. But like Robin Williams was, was similar to that. Right. Where it was just like, you know, he, he struggled with depression his entire life. And like, you know, people don't understand somebody taking their own life that late in life, but it, it is, it's about, the fatigue. Fati- fatigue you know? is a really, really good word for it. Yeah. And I was pretty shocked. Not the right word. I was pretty impacted by his death mm-hmm. because that there's a man who all he did was just bring joy to everybody. Right. All the time. Mm-hmm. No matter how old you're, you got the genie, you got Mrs. Doubtfire, all of mm-hmm. it. Right. And then just to lose, to, to be like, oh, you were suffering that much too. Mm-hmm. And there's a party that says, well, of course he was. I mean, he, but it's just so tragic. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, like I, I said the thing about the, the visibility of celebrity deaths. It's like it, it, at least it helps us to have like a conversation like we're having right now, mm-hmm. um, where we're talking about the importance of, 
mental health and checking in with yourself and making sure that you're consistently like trying to to level yourself out i guess is maybe the that's a good way to say it and and to kind of i i often say when i go through really hard times in my mm-hmm. life at least a couple that i can think of i i say i've forgotten who i am it's like i i've just become so far away from myself right and it's it's this horrible lonely feeling your confidence is gone it's yeah. all gone it's over there and you can see it and mm-hmm. you're like oh that's who i am right. but i don't know how to do that anymore right yeah and because you're so beaten down or, or whatever it may be, it, you may not want to, quote, burden your friends with it. Totally, right. Mm-hmm. Which you should always talk to your friends. Yeah. Always. You're not or a burden. Or your family. Nobody's yeah. a burden. Um, so it, was there anybody else, like, um, that that you were kind of shocked by? I mean, I guess everybody's shocked when somebody kills themselves. Mm-hmm. But as far as somebody who's who's kind of famous that – you found out and you're like, oh. I mean, I think that like, you know, I, I kind of mentioned to you the other day, but Alexander McQueen. Yeah, yeah, f- he's a fashion designer, uh-huh, right? Yeah, okay. he was an absolute genius. Like, you know, like gothic macabre kind of juxtaposition with with fashion and and couture. You know, like it's just kind of a very like edgy couture designer mm-hmm. um, and. And yeah, that was that was just one that I think like genuinely came as a shock to to most people at the time. I mean, I, I forget what year it was. Um, Twenty fourteen or yeah, something, something like that. that. Um, and again, he like you know just had this host of success, and you know like Fashion Week after Fashion Week after Fashion Week, and you know um, lauded as as one of the absolute greats at a legacy tastemaker you know like mm-hmm. uh like really somebody who who just kind of comes onto the scene and is and is an instant legend you know in the, in their field um and then it's just you know like that that one was was definitely was he like 30 yeah i think so mm-hmm. and then another one that i just thought of is anthony bourdain yeah and i personally mm-hmm. nothing against anthony bourdain i've never really watch a lot of his shows but mm-hmm. i know so i mean so many people who not only are a fan of him but mm-hmm. admire him yeah and then when i found that when i learned that i was like i could not believe it right that he did that i mean he was another one who you know who struggled so much with his own demons mm-hmm. throughout his entire life he was addicted to drugs for a long time right heavily addicted to opiates yeah yeah when he was living in in massachusetts i think um and and yeah, I mean that that was another one where it's like you just struggled you like your whole whole life. But again, it's like on on the outside, it's like he looks like he's on an upswing, right? Where it's like, oh, I have this like new wife and child and the successful television show where I'm mm-hmm. traveling the world and I'm getting to do the thing that I like to do, which is like eat food and meet eat people, food, right? right? And like you know, it's just like you're living your 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 ten. And then it's just, it's gotten to the point where it doesn't really matter what the, like, that is, is if you're not taking care of what's inside. inside. Checking in with yourself, as right. you said. And it, it's one of the main reasons I want to do the show. Not not something so always extreme as, as suicide, but mm-hmm. so often we live 
And at least, I don't know if you've had this experience. I, I sometimes think, well, this isn't logical, right? So I'm not thinking, this is emotionally thinking. I think, well, everybody else has it figured out. They've got it figured out. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. And and that person seems happy. And that person seems happy. Mm-hmm. But we're all, we all are fighting our own battles. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so important that you just even in just small little moments to be kind to people Mm -hmm. because they're just dealing with whatever the fuck totally and the same is with Anthony Bourdain we're seeing him on tv as you said new wife new kid um it's like that poem uh Richard Corey have you ever read that poem we had to read it in school it's a really short poem about a guy who everybody loves in town and Mm -hmm. he's walking down the street blah 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 and it rhymes and it's real nice but and then he at the end of the poem he just goes home and shoots himself um, you had to read that in school? Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, we weren't preoccupied with crabs, so what were we going to do? We were going to read suicidal poetry, you know? Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We, we didn't have our... The- <laughs> yeah, we didn't have our little combs out, okay? <laughs> uh, well, Haley... Oh, my God, it's really hot in here. Um, yeah, it's trusty. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a lot to share, so thank you very much. That's not easy. Mm-hmm. And um, I... And I'm sorry, I have to reference my phone to do this. Um, uh, but I do want to give the suicide hotline number. There is a 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, phone number. It's <clears throat> 1-800-273-8255. And kind of what we were saying a few minutes ago. Time? Yeah, sure. 1-800-273-8255. Um, and, and, and just what we were saying a few minutes ago, you're never a burden ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always happy to listen to my friends, no matter what it's about. Um, and, uh, if you're feeling any sort of inclination, talk to your family and your friends, they love you, or, you know, give that phone number a call. Uh, and there are trained professionals there too. But Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having and, me. Um, Really appreciate you being open and, and talking to us about that, and uh, um, hope we hang out again soon. Yeah. And when you get back from your trip. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody else, thank you very much. I don't know if we'll be here next Thursday, but we will have a new episode the Thursday after for sure on uh, the 22nd of August. Um, but, yeah, thank you again to Haley, and thanks, everybody, for watching. And, again, um, I'm going to just say it one more time. It's 1-800-273-8255. Um, go ahead and give that a call if you're struggling. Um, thanks for watching and, uh, hope you have a good day out there and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.